the note. So um, I'm Lisa Stearns. I'm Vice Chancellor of Marketing and Communications and I'm here with Dr. Tim Cross, our Senior Vice President. A couple of things to remember. Remember to keep your audio muted. Um, that just helps for everybody to uh, hear the conversation. If you do have a question, please use the chat function. Um, you can put it, the question out publicly or you can even send it to me privately if you prefer that. Uh, we will try to get to all the questions today. And do remember that there is a recording that will be made of this um, fireside chat. It will be posted to the coronavirus website um, at utia.tennessee.edu. So, Let's just jump right in. And Tim, um, based on the reports that we are hearing, uh, there really does seem to be a positive response to Executive Order 23 and the actions that we are taking to social distance. Can you elaborate on what it is you're hearing? Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us and organizing this once again, Lisa, and welcome everyone. Uh, really good to have uh, this group uh, together again and. An opportunity just to check in with one another and, and talk just a little bit about where we're at and, and where we're headed from here. Uh, in terms of uh, response to Executive Order 23, you know, it, as an economist, I'm big on looking at data and we don't have a huge amount of data. But what I've observed uh, since uh, the order was put into place uh, with a requirement to shelter uh, in place. Uh, work remotely and, and only engage in essential services and essential activities, it does appear that the average number of new daily cases across the state has decreased. Uh, we were averaging 300 plus for a while, uh, last week and the week before, and I believe now we're down more in the neighborhood of 200 additional cases uh, per day. Now, that's still a lot of cases and it's still far more uh, than, than any of us uh, would hope to see. But I think the point is, uh, there does seem to be, at least to me, uh, some positive response, and, and I think that's a good thing. So I think that also uh, suggests to me that uh, I need to thank you for what you're doing to, to be a part of that positive response. All of you working remotely, uh, doing your part for social distancing, uh, following CDC guidelines uh, with regard to hand washing and so forth, uh, I think we're, we are doing our part and that's a good thing. Uh, so we're seeing uh, maybe, maybe hopefully a trend that will continue in the future and that, that would certainly be welcome news to all of us, I know. So um, what steps are we taking to explore potential federal support for UTIA, um, which might take um, shape in a coronavirus bill uh, or advocating for additional funding for the Institute? I suspect most of you are seeing or hearing things about uh, the numerous bills, three bills that have already been passed, uh, a fourth one that is being discussed right now at the federal level, uh, most of which were, were really to mitigate, uh, thus far at least, mitigate the impacts uh, of the coronavirus on the economy. Uh, I think the, the next bill that's being considered is more of a uh, a focus on what do we do to come out of the coronavirus to stimulate the economy, but we'll see how that shapes up. In the meantime, uh, amongst the three bills that have already been passed, our federal and state government relations team is working really tirelessly going through those bills, looking at uh, what's provided, uh, what is uh, likely to be made available 
to higher education, uh, to uh, the state of Tennessee, and, and ultimately, uh, we hope uh, support as needed and appropriate for the University of Tennessee system. Uh, right now, it's, it's very much a, uh, a waiting game. Most of the funds are state pass-through funds, so they, there will not be you know, really a direct distribution necessarily to universities, but rather this would flow either from an agency or through uh, a state uh, agency uh, to eventually uh, support Tennessee communities uh, in public uh, organizations. So what we're doing right now is really uh, staying in touch uh, on virtually a daily basis uh, with our government relations team. Uh, and they're also watching for opportunities where we can uh, be of assistance and support uh, to the state of Tennessee uh, through our, our Institute of Agriculture mission, uh, whether that be related to direct response to coronavirus or assisting uh, our communities, uh, assisting our farmers, uh, assisting uh, uh, anyone uh, in, in the field of education as, as might be uh, needed or appropriate. So we're certainly watching those opportunities as well. And I'm making sure that we do our very best to remind uh, our government relations team that we are here. Uh, we're still at work and if there are ways that we can contribute, ways that we can benefit uh, our communities and the state, uh, we wanna do our part, whether that means additional funds or not. I think first and foremost, we wanna help. We wanna uh, take advantage of the, the great public support we already have and, and provide uh, assistance where we can. And I've, I've already seen good examples of that too. So uh, many, many activities there, but uh, way too soon to indicate how much, uh, if any support uh, there will be. Uh, let me also mention that there's uh, an effort at the UT system level to track expenses associated with the coronavirus pandemic. And then we will work with FEMA uh, for uh, potential reimbursement of those expenses. Uh, you know, there's certainly some direct costs uh, have been associated with this and uh, we'll be asked as a system to uh, forward those costs uh, probably to, to an agency like the Federal Emergency Management Agency or FEMA uh, as it's usually referred to. And in my experience, uh, those kinds of things take two to three years uh, before they're ever uh, really uh, determined and resolved. And normally, uh, again, in my limited experience, uh, reimbursement is, is not dollar for dollar, but maybe uh, some portion of a dollar uh, reimbursed on the part of uh, the federal agency. So we'll, we'll keep uh, attentive to that and we will uh, track direct expenditures uh, to the best of our ability and make sure they're reported uh, up to the University of Tennessee system. And I think I saw just earlier, uh, Cindy Nichols, uh, our budget director from Ag Research, uh, joined the, the session today. She's gonna be our point person working with the UT system uh, as we uh, try to aggregate and track those costs. So really appreciate Cindy's willingness to do that uh, on behalf of the whole uh, Institute of Agriculture. Great. Well, we've heard a lot about um, social distancing and the need for washing our hands. Uh, there has been some discussion now about face masks. And uh, the idea is that the face mask uh, doesn't particularly um, protect you, but it does help protect others if you were infected with a coronavirus. So what are your thoughts on uh, using face masks? Well, I've got a couple. And, uh... 
You know, my first thought is this is the hottest topic out there. You can't uh, turn on the radio or, or turn on uh, the news or get on a website without seeing something about face masks right now. And, and there's many, many different, I think, views and, and approaches to face masks. Uh, but I think our, our best avenue at this point is really to follow CDC guidance. Uh, and I'm going to apologize, but I'm going to read this so I don't get the wording wrong. Uh, and we'll be, I think, adding to this our, uh, adding this to our institute guidelines next week. But CDC recommends wearing face cloth coverings in public settings where other social distancing measures are difficult to maintain, like grocery stores and pharmacies, for example, and especially in areas of significant community-based transmission. So I, I think, you know, my interpretation of what CDC guidance there says is if you're going out in public, and you think you're going to be, you know, within six feet of other uh, individuals, then it seems prudent to just wear a cloth face mask. Uh, and again, as, as Lisa just mentioned, it's really uh, not so much to protect yourself, but to protect others in case you may be one of those asymptomatic carriers uh, so that we're not uh, contributing to the spread of the disease. At this point, uh, I think the university campus is really uh, encouraging that uh, recommendation as well for those that are out and about uh, performing their duties. I believe uh, those of you on campus will start to see uh, employees here uh, wearing uh, cloth face masks uh, in, in observance of that recommendation. And I know personally, as, as I've made very, very few uh, limited trips to the grocery store, I see an increasing number of individuals out in public uh, wearing face masks. I think uh, that that seems to be the next trend or the next uh, step or direction that we're taking. But uh, if, if we're all doing what we're supposed to be doing, and that is uh, practicing good social distance, uh, working remotely and staying out of uh, direct contact with others other than our direct family members, there's really not much need for a mask. So uh, we just need to use common sense here once again uh, and you know, heed the CDC guidance. Uh, and continue to uh, practice that safe social distancing and remote working as we have been. So I know our task force has done just a wonderful job of building out our coronavirus uh, website and making sure that it contains a lot of great information. And uh, we're excited because we've added actually a couple of new features uh, to that website. Did you want to talk about what those new features are? Yeah, I sure do. Uh, and, and thankfully for everyone, the new features aren't new rules or new, uh, new policies. Uh, so that's a good, good thing, I think. We're still in the same status that we have been uh, for the past week or two. But uh, what's been added, first of all, is the opportunity for you to enter uh, online examples of the good work that you're doing and how you're adapting uh, to the coronavirus how you're carrying out your research, education, or extension responsibilities, how you're serving uh, clients in our animal clinic uh, using safe practices, uh, whatever you're doing that you think uh, we ought to know about that others would have an interest in, there's now a place uh, in the coronavirus website for you to enter that information. And what we hope to do, uh, what we plan to do is to use that information to start putting out uh, more, more uh, communications about the good work that's going on. Uh, we know uh, our communications and marketing group, uh, as well as our IT group, does a good job of, of putting up-to-date information on our websites, 
uh, pushing out information on social media and so forth. But if we have more to work with, we can we can get more done there as well. So I want to thank uh, the, the task force as well as uh, our IT and marketing communication staff for getting that uh, online survey uh, up and running. Uh, it's a very brief form. Uh, it simply needs a little bit of text to describe what you're doing. Uh, be, be bold and brag on yourself. Uh, if you can uh, identify places where there's media that would illustrate what you're doing, that's all the better. Uh, pictures speaks a thousand words, right? So uh, videos or, or pictures are certainly welcome. And uh, let us uh, brag to, uh, to the public about what you're doing and how you're helping, how you're serving, how you're getting uh, ag uh, uh, research, extension, education, uh, College of Veterinary Medicine work done, even in spite of the restrictions that, that we're currently under. So that's uh, uh, enhancement number one to the website. Uh, number two uh, is uh, we've added some Zoom, I say we, as though I did something, right? So sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, the uh, task force has, has added uh, five new Zoom backgrounds. I know every one of you is, is probably on a Zoom session multiple times a day. Uh, if you want to uh, have a new Zoom background to, to uh, promote the Institute of Ag, uh, like the one that I'm using, the one that Lisa's using, uh, those uh, backgrounds, as well as others, are now available on the website. So I encourage you to think about that. Uh, use those as, as they uh, are appropriate for you. And I, I really, uh, again, thank the task force for not only uh, providing those uh, as well as the uh, online survey instrument, but uh, continuing to respond and just keep things up to date uh, as we move through this uh, pandemic. Right. Well, we want to remind everyone you can ask questions by uh, putting them in the chat function, but I have been, I've received a few. Uh, already so we'll jump right into those um tim how long will we be working from home that is the question of the day isn't it uh and uh you know i guarantee only one person asked it but there's every one of us have that question on our mind at this point i really don't have an answer and i'm not sure that that anyone does uh the the uh, state order to shelter in place uh is effective through midnight on april 14th uh, and that's coming up uh, in less than a week. So uh, I think one thing that we'll be watching is, is information uh, to make a decision going forward would be uh, what, what the state of Tennessee, what Governor Lee uh, decides to do, whether that order uh, gets extended, whether it gets rescinded. That, that certainly has, I think, uh, a major impact on what we consider. I think obviously we also have to work in concert with the University of Tennessee uh, as a whole. And, uh, you know, forget to recognize and, and uh, thank our Tennessee State University partners that are on here as well. Uh, don't mean to always uh, indicate that it's only UT that matters. We certainly also uh, need to, to be cognizant of that great partnership we have with TSU, but we'll want to coordinate with, uh, with our entire uh, university so that we're not out of sync, if you will, uh, and coming back to work hopefully uh, at the same time. Uh, and again, at this point, no, no clear indication of that. Our uh, administrative team will uh, meet next week and talk about that and determine if there's any, any changes or recommendations in mind. But at this point, it's, it's business, uh, I was going to say business as usual, business not as usual, and continue working uh, remotely. So 
Um, this one is along those same lines, but I'm going to ask it anyway because somebody uh, did enter this question, and that is for those of us who work in Knoxville on uh, this campus, is it possible that we might return to our offices in a few weeks, even if the university has online classes only for only this summer? Do we follow that academic class standard in terms of being on campus? Well, you know, we, we got different um, different issues that we're dealing with. One, one major concern uh, of the University of Tennessee Knoxville is the dormitories, residence halls. And I've heard a few folks describe a dormitory as a cruise ship that's located on land. The idea being it's a lot of people in close proximity, uh, very difficult to, to social distance. So uh, that's a real challenge uh, for uh, all of our higher ed campuses, obviously. And that tends to be a major factor with regard to then uh, how much of campus is open and accessible. At this point, I think it's possible we'll be back in a few weeks, but I think it's possible we won't. So I, I wish I had uh, more clarity there. I, I should have some politically correct statement about that, but I, I'm prone to, to honesty and honestly, uh, we don't know right now. So I think if we're gonna err, we're gonna err on the side of health and safety, which was our number one priority going into this and, and continue uh, what we're doing now until it, it's obvious that we can do something different and still be uh, healthy and safety and safely. So along these lines, another question asks, would we follow Governor Lee's stay-at-home order or President Trump's? Because they do seem to differ. <laughs> yes, we got order upon order. Well, you know, I guess I tend to think that uh, locally uh, is more, more critical than nationally. So I would tend to you know, uh, technically we all work for the state of Tennessee. I suppose we're all residents of the United States of America as well. So hard to choose a, an alliance there, but uh, I think uh, our, our uh, coordination needs to be close in alignment with UT Knoxville, the state of Tennessee uh, and other uh, higher ed uh, campuses and agencies. So I think that, that would be the number one criteria. I think certainly then we consider uh, federal guidance, uh, but keeping in mind, uh, even now, uh, higher education uh, aspects of it are considered essential. And, and again, we're not uh, not shut down. We haven't ceased operations. We're just working uh, in a different manner. So uh, we can continue to do our work, uh, do it from home, uh, provide education, research, uh, outreach, and service uh, to the best of our ability. I think we'll we'll continue to follow. Uh, the state and work with the university to do that. So um, some questions that we received earlier. When could face-to-face -face trainings provided by extension resume? Well, I think, uh, first of all, <laughs> that's the same crystal ball that I've been looking in and trying to answer the previous two questions. So uh, no, no real clue at this point. Uh, all of the Institute of Ag uh, had agreed to suspend face-to-face -face, uh, programs or meetings through April 30th, and we're going to reconvene next week uh, to, to reconsider uh, what we do May 1 and beyond, and so we'll, we'll consider that further uh, at that time. I know many of you may be uh, either planning or responsible for meetings that are scheduled in May. I've got some myself. Uh, I am currently leaning towards saying, you know, just again, from a standpoint of uh, 
health and safety. Uh, why not uh, conduct those online? Uh, it's hard to plan when you're not sure what, what venue or format uh, might be possible. So if we know for sure it can be done online, uh, I don't see the harm in going ahead and planning it that way. But uh, other uh, meetings or events may not be so, so easy to move online. I understand that. Uh, so I think uh, we'll try to have some, some more firm guidance uh, for May 1 and beyond uh, publicized next week. Um, and then this person, and I should have uh, put this with the other one, but can they resume after the emergency declaration order of May 11th? Yeah, I, I think that's more or less the same question, and we'll just uh, consider that next week in, in uh, all all face-to-face -face type events after May 1. We'll do the very best we can with the information we have next week and, and provide some guidance on it at that point. You know, the other thing I think about, uh, we're, we're making decisions, you know, weeks, months in advance in some cases. Uh, we can decide today not to do something and we can change it two weeks from today if we choose to. Uh, so these are not necessarily irreversible decisions. However, once we've you know, provided some guidance. I know it's hard to unwind or, or to unplan something that has been planned. So we're trying to do our very best uh, with the information available. Also recognizing that we may have to adapt uh, as we go and as we learn more as the situation changes. So I, I know that's uh, frustrating. None of us like uncertainty. And we've got a lot of it right now, but uh, bear with us. Uh, and, and if you'll uh, be a part of the solution going forward. Uh, we'll do our very best to enable you to, to get back to business as normal uh, as soon as possible. But again, when it's uh, safe to do so. So this uh, question did come from an extension agent uh, or a person who works in extension. Um, what if an agent or specialist was asked to speak to a group at the group's location and not the extension office or UT property? Hmm. Well, you know, I think that's a question, even if it's not extension, what if anybody is asked to do that? Uh, I think really that has to be a discussion with the direct supervisor. There are so many, uh, so many variables there that it's hard to give a, a firm and fast answer to. Are we talking about a discussion that has three people that are spaced 20 feet apart? Or are we talking about a group of, of 100 people shoulder to shoulder, you know, in a crowded meeting room? Uh, I really think that that's hard to give uh, firm advice to. Uh, and so my recommendation would be when those kinds of invitations come about, individuals discuss it with their supervisor. If their supervisor is really uh, unclear or uncertain, uh, that could be forwarded up the chain, uh, if you will. Uh, and uh, we can provide some guidance uh, through our dean's offices, through our human resources offices to try to uh, respond to those specific questions. I feel like I've been very vague <laughs> in the last three questions, but uh, unfortunately that's, that's the world we, we're in right now. The important thing is to consider those, those uh, invitations and to consider the ramifications of them. You know, it's not just a matter of one individual going to give a talk either. Once that individual goes, uh, they're gonna return, right? They're gonna return to their family. They may return uh, and possibly be in interaction with other employees. So there is a dimension of this that it's, it's beyond just the individual's uh, uh, responsibilities or self-interest. It's also something that affects our community as a whole. And that's why we're trying to be very careful. And maybe we could even suggest to that group that they do it um, through a Zoom type function. So 
it's always good to, to take on a leadership uh, role when we can. Great. Well, it looks like we don't have any other questions. So did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share with everyone before the long holiday? Well, I got, got several things. Uh, you know, um, every, every week pretty much I've tried to wrap up by saying, keep up the good work. Thanks for what you're doing. And, and don't forget about taking care of yourself. Uh, I've seen several great examples this past week of, of how we're serving uh, Tennesseans, whether it be uh, through some of our uh, clinical services here on campus, whether it be through uh, research efforts or through uh, extension efforts. Uh, I know that our online courses through uh, both Herbert and the College of Veterinary Medicine are going quite well considering we, we went from very little online content to, uh, to remote delivery overnight. So many positive things to say there. Uh, I do think that uh, each of us, you know, is probably going into a, a holiday weekend that'll be different than, than past holiday weekends. Some of you uh, maybe are, are gonna experience uh, uh, celebrations with faith-based organizations that are different than, than what your family has participated in in the past, recognize that. Uh, I, I wanna, you know, emphasize though that take some time uh, to do those sorts of things that give you a break, that uh, allow you to be with family, uh, allow you to, uh, to re relax and ener energize yourself, uh, recuperate just a little bit, and get off of email every now and then, uh, because email never stops, but uh, we can stop email. So uh, take a break and, and uh, enjoy yourself. Let me just uh, glance at my notes to see if there was anything else. Uh, well, I did want to say uh, I've seen a lot of uh, discussion about making cloth face masks and donating those masks to various uh, units and, and programs. I really give a great shout out to uh, our Family Consumer Science Program that I know has organized a lot of that uh, across the state. Uh, that's outstanding. I've seen units sharing masks from one unit to another. Uh, outstanding teamwork, uh, really, really uh, re-emphasizes to me how much uh, we treat one another like a family and uh, and that's why I think we all enjoy working on the jobs that we have. So thanks for all you're doing. Uh, continue to keep up the good work. If there's you know questions that you have please don't hesitate to ask. I know uh, you're gonna say well we asked some questions today and we didn't really get any straight answers. Uh, unfortunately you know we, we won't have a, a firm definitive answer for everything but maybe if we talk together we can you know, come up with some creative solutions to those situations uh, that you find yourself in. So let's, let's not forget how important communication is. Stay in touch uh, with your team, with your coworkers, uh, with your supervisor, uh, and working together. I'm very confident that uh, we will uh, continue to make an impact and we will come out of this uh, in a positive way. I appreciate uh, Mike Stanley for helping out with this and, and uh, Tammy J and Trish in my office as well. Uh, the, the one uh, fireside chat I plan to do has now escalated into four. I, I realize you're all tired of hearing from me, but it is so good to see uh, those faces that I've seen today. And I wish you all a, a very happy and relaxing uh, holiday weekend. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.